0: Welcome to Champion Church of the Nazarene's weekly sermon podcast. Each week brings a new message that looks to invite you into a new life brought by Jesus Christ. We hope you were inspired and changed by God by the message brought by today's speaker. Oh, good morning yeah I'm a little louder now huh <laughs> how are you today everybody having a good a good Sunday you're having a good week well it's it's good to be with you um, you know um, I, I appreciated uh, the music this morning and the, and the songs and um, and and I'm just kicking around I was you know I had a message for today I was going to preach and and then there was just something that's like, uh, you know, may, maybe you ought to talk about this. Maybe you ought to... So, you, you know, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going I'm to change some things this morning, if that's okay with you. And, um, and, uh, and I just want to share with you a little bit this morning, and I hope that this will be an encouragement to you, because I, I just felt like with the music, um, we were reminded of a, of a very, very profound and powerful truth and that is that, that we are loved by God. Amen. I mean, think about that. We are loved by God. And, and so often, you know, we come to church and, and, and we're encouraged, and this is true, and it needs to happen, that, that we are to love God. You know, we need to love God, and we need to do that. But sometimes we just need to be reminded that God loves us powerfully and deeply and and it doesn't matter what you feel it doesn't matter you know kind of the the situation that you're in god's love for you never 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 changes and and i i just hope this will bring you some comfort and encouragement today and um let me read a a parable to you um, you've probably heard this a million times, okay? So this morning's going to be a million of one, all right? And, and you've probably heard many sermons on this, and, and today this by far won't be the best one that you've heard. But if anything, this morning, I just pray that this will bring you some comfort and, and, and you'll feel embraced by the love and, and just the, the, the passion that God has for you. This is this is from Luke 15. It's the parable of the lost son or the prodigal son. And like I said, I, I know you know this. But Jesus is, is teaching here. And there's actually in Luke 15, there's, there's three parables of of lostness. There's a coin and a sheep, right? And we know those. But then there's the one, that, and this is a little bit longer and a little bit more in depth, but it's it's the one about the son. Jesus continued. There was a man who had two sons. The youngest one said to his the younger one said to his father, Father, give me the share of the estate. So he divided his property between them. Not long after that, the younger son got together all he had, and he set off for a distant country. And there he squandered his wealth and wild living. After he had spent everything, there was a severe famine in that whole country, and he began to be in need. So he went and he hired himself out in need. So he went and he went and he hired himself out to a citizen of that country who sent him to the fields to feed pigs. He longed to, feed, to fill his stomach with the pods that the pigs were eating, but no one gave him anything. When he came to his senses, he said, "'How many of my father's hired men have food to spare, and here I am starving to death? I will set out and go back to my father and say to him, "'Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. "'I am no longer worthy to be called your son.'" Make me like one of your hired men. So he got up, and he went to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him, and saw that he was filled with compassion for him, and he ran to his son, threw his arms around him, and he kissed him. And the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you, and I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fattened calf and kill it. And let's have a feast and celebrate. Because for this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and has failed. So they began to celebrate. Like I said, I, I know you've probably heard that story a million times. And, and when we read it, you know, because the majority of the story that Jesus tells is, is from the son's perspective, Right? It's, it's about the son because he goes and he wants his, the inheritance that comes from his father and he goes to a distant country and and, he, and, he's, you know, and he's living and it's wild and he uses up all of his inheritance and he does everything and he ends up taking care of pigs and, and eating the slop with the pigs and that's his life. And the thing that brings him back to his senses is remembering what? It's remembering the love that his father has. And he realizes he, he doesn't deserve it. I mean, my goodness, I mean, the, the insult to his father and, and what he did to his father is like, I don't deserve any of this. You know, maybe he'll hire me back as just a worker on his farm, but I don't deserve, I don't deserve to be the son of my father. Now, we, we know this story. And like I said, you know, I mean, he's in a distant country, Right? He's in a distant country. Have you ever wondered where the distant country is? I've just always felt, you know, a distant country is where the father isn't. It doesn't matter how far, but if we're not with the father, it's a a distant country. And when we're on our own, there comes a time where, just like this son, you feel alone. You feel alone. You don't feel deserving You you don't feel like anything that the father has, you know, that you deserve any of that. But he came to his senses and he went to the father. Now something, I'd like to shift gears here a little bit is let's think about the father. Um, I'm I'm looking around and the majority of us here, I'm going to say we know what it's like for our kids not to be with us, right? You know, they're, they're somewhere else. They live somewhere else. They're, they're, they're not around. And, and, and that's difficult. Even though we know where they are, they're, they're not with us. And the father knew his son wasn't with him because he chose not to be with him. He was like, I want your money. Um, I, I want what you can give me but there's somewhere else I want to be, and there's another life I want to live, and it's not with you, and it's not what you want for me. Can you imagine this, the, the feeling that the father had, the separation? Yeah, I think you can. Um, this past week, um, my mom came and spent a couple of days with, um, with my wife and I, and, and uh, she lives... Uh, down in Parkersburg, West Virginia, so it's just a couple hours south of us, and, and, and my wife drove down and picked her up, and, and we took her around, you know, and we had a good time. It was, you know, we, we didn't do a lot of exciting things. You know, we did things like my mom said, I need a pair of shoes. Will you take me shoe shopping? So you know what we did? We took my mom shoe shopping. Does that sound exciting? Well, when you get old that's yeah, it's kind of exciting. And we drive around and we and we look for shoes and we ate ice cream and you know, we did some things like that. And and but the one thing is is when my mom was was ready to leave, you know, my wife was gonna drive her back down home. She just, you know, she she just she's in tears because she knows we're not gonna be together. I'm her son. And, and I don't care how old you get as a parent or, or whatever, you, you just want the love and the presence of your kids, right? You know, call me. Call me. Call me more often. I just want to hear your voice. As a parent, do you get that? Yeah, you're nodding your head. you know what I'm talking about? I get that. Janet and I, we have, we have two kids. We have a daughter that lives in Michigan, and uh, so don't boo, you know, for that. Um, she, uh, um, actually, she, you know, she was born and raised in, in Ohio. She's a Buckeye fan, but she lives in, in Michigan. She lives in the West part. She lives over in Grand Rapids, and, um, and, and that's where she lives and she works. We have a son. Our son's our, our youngest. He's married, and they have a little boy, and they live in Texas. And, and our, our son's in the military. He's, he's in the Air Force. And he's been in the Air Force for a um, little over seven years and, and has been in different places, but right now he's in Texas. And it was right about when Janet and I moved over here to the east part of the state that um, our son left for the military and that our daughter left, and it was like our kids are gone. And you don't realize what a void that is in your life um, until they're not there. Isn't it funny? When, when your kids are with you, you're like, oh, if I could just have some peace and quiet. Oh, will there ever be a time they don't need something from me? Oh, I need to, you know, they just drain your bank accounts. They, you know, they drain your energy. They drain everything. You're like, oh, what are these? And then they're, they leave and, and you're like, I would give anything for my kids to be back. Because there's nothing like the love of a parent, right? You know what I'm talking about the love that you have for your kids it's the love that our father has for us the the father in in this story you know the the thing that has probably always grabbed me about this story is is down in verse um, 20 it says so he the son got up and he went to his father But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him. Can can you picture that? What what do you picture in your mind? I'll tell you what I picture in my mind. It's probably every day, maybe several times a day, the father. I I, I don't know where where they lived. It was, you know, obviously because they had, you know... He, he said maybe he'd hire him back, so it's some kind of a farm situation. and Maybe there's a lane, there's a road. How many times a day did the father look out to the end of the road? Because he'd be like, maybe he'll come home today. And however long that the son was gone, the, the father never gave up hope, never quit looking to the end of the lane. Maybe today's the day. I, I know I know a little bit ago I didn't see him, but but he was looking, wasn't he? He was watching for his son. And this was the day when a long way off, probably all he saw was was just a a, a form, just you know, because it was so far off. He just saw a figure. But he knew his son well enough. Probably the 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 walk that he had and his and the father was so familiar with that's my son. That's my boy that I've been waiting. And it says that he ran to his son, ran to his son, threw his arms around him and kissed him. Now, friends, over and over, I mean, I, I just, I want to remind you in this story, there's one thing about this. How much the father loves his children. How much God loves you. Because some of us are like, well, I I get the story, but you know what? I don't know if God would run to the end of the lane for me. I'm sure he loves other people that much. But I don't know if he'd come out to the end of the lane to hug me and kiss me. Yes, he would. God loves you that much. Sometimes the days... They, they just seem to, to go on and on and, and we feel lonely and we feel like we don't matter. We feel like no one is... But I, again, I just want to remind you how much God loves you and that he cares you and his presence is with you. Let me, let me tell you a story, kind of... And, you know, it's a lot like this story. But I hope it will remind you of how much... That a father loves his, his son how much god loves you you know i told you about our kids and and when my son left for um the air force um well uh, our, our son had, he was in college and um he came home and he told my wife and and i he told us that he wanted to drop out of college and go into the air force and we were like you know if that's if that's what you want to do and that's what you think the Lord is wanting you to do, we, we support you, you know, wonderful. And, and our son, he's a wonderful young man. He's a wonderful young man. He's kind of ornery, you know, he's not a bad kid, but he's, but he's ornery. And uh, growing up, he was always that high-energy kid. Um, you never knew what he was going to do, but one thing you always knew is he wasn't going to be standing still, you know. And, and another thing about our son is he's, he's really, really intelligent, intelligent. Um, but he, he was never smart enough to keep his mouth shut. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? So, you know, it, it just, he just, you know, and I'd tell him, I'd be like, Brad, you know, there's certain things you just need to think them, but they don't need to come out your mouth, okay? It just gets you in trouble. You just got to stop. And, and like I said, he's a good kid, but, you know, he's, he's just pretty normal, all right? And so he's, he's going into the Air Force and right, like I said, about the time that Janet and I moved here to East Ohio, um, from where we have been a, a long time, our, our son is, uh, is off to boot camp. And we had drove up to, to Michigan, and, um, and that's where he was sworn into the Air Force, and he left. And, and my wife and I, we knew he wasn't gone forever, but there was just something about that time when they, when they took him, and he, they swore him in. And he's off on this bus, and we watch this bus just leave. And it, it felt so final. And the separation seemed like a million miles. And he's gone. So boot camp for the Air Force is, is in San Antonio. And he's going to be there for seven weeks. And, you know, there's you can write letters and maybe get letters, but... Um, there, there's no contact. I had moved over here to, you know, I was living in Canton. I was living down at our campground. That's where I was. We we hadn't moved, so I'm staying in this little. Um, um, it was this little kind of house we have on the campground. All right. It's just um, my wife called it a shack. She came over and she said, you know, you're staying in this shack. And I'm like, it's not a shack. It's a, it's a rustic cottage. Okay, you know. And, um, and it's fine, but that's where I'm staying and kind of coming over here and, and doing this, this ministry and, and what I do now. Um, and Janet, my wife, had said, you know what? We need, we need to write Brad every day. You need to write your son. You need to remind him that you love him. He's going to be okay. So I would do that. And, and if you know where our campground is, it's in Louisville. And I kind of come out of Louisville, and you, you come towards Canton, and there's a little McDonald's there. And, um, and because this place where I'm staying, I mean, we don't have a TV, didn't have a radio, had nothing, really. I just wake up early in the morning and, and get cleaned up and, and leave. And, and who knows what, how early it might be, but um, a lot of days when I'd be coming in, there'd be that McDonald's there. And, um, and McDonald's opened, I think it was about 5 o'clock, and a lot of times I'm there at 5 o'clock, and I'm in my car, and, and uh, you know, I was going to get a sausage biscuit and a cup of coffee, and, and, and I'd get that. And, and then I'd sit down, and, and I'd, I'd write a letter um, to my son that I just want to see, but I can't. And it'd, it'd just be random things, you know. It's like, well, how do you write a letter to someone every single day? You know, you don't have enough to do. And I just, you know, I I just tell him random things. I'd be like, well, the, you know, the the Reds lost seven to five yesterday, and they're not very good, and that's probably not going to change. I'd tell him about sports stuff, and and I'd tell him about things, and I'd I jot down, you know, I'd look up jokes on my, you know, and I'd be like, you know, if I could just say something interesting, maybe it would make him smile while he's at boot camp. And I'd write a letter. But I'd always get emotional. And maybe it was because it was the first time in, in, in my life as a parent, you know, our kids were gone. But I, I'd sit there in that booth at McDonald's, and, and, and I'd just get emotional. I'd write these silly letters. Did, did he just have something from home? And I'd cry. Any of you parents ever cry about your kids or, yeah? And I just would think, I'd be like, you know, these, these McDonald's workers have probably thought, who is this strange guy that shows up really early every morning, drinks coffee and cries over in that booth? What is, what is his problem? You know, they're probably like, what a strange fella. I'd write those letters and we'd send them. And whenever he'd write a letter back, it would come to our house and Janet would get it. And she'd call me and and she'd say, I got a letter from Brad, and she'd read it to me. And I'd listen, I'd cry here, read it again, read it again, you know, and she'd read it again, read it again. <laughs> she'd read it three or four times. And it was like the, the thing I look forward to the most. Maybe we get a letter from, from Brad. Well, the time came that we got to go to graduation from boot camp. And I'm just glad. I'm thinking, well, he obviously learned to keep his mouth shut, and they didn't kill him. So that's good, you know? And, and so we go down. We, we had some friends, and their son had been in the, the Air Force. So we went and met with our friends. It's like, what do we need to do, do? Coach us through all of this. Tell us what we, and they said, okay, now here's, here's where you want to stay. And there's this, there's this little, it's a really kind of nasty motel, but it's right outside the gate of the Air Force Base. I mean, it's right there. And you can, you can stay there, and then you can get right in, and it's easy to navigate. And this is, and she gave us, she gave us all the things of what to do. And, and we got there into San Antonio. It was late at night, and uh, we checked into that, that nasty little motel, but it didn't matter. You know what? There was just something about that place. We're like, because I don't know, a half a mile into the base, that's where our son is, and that's just where we want to be. We just want to be close to our kid, and so we stay there. The next morning, the sun isn't even up, but we're allowed to get on base, and we're ready. I don't think we slept much that night. we were so excited, and And the next morning we go on to base and 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 what they do and some of you have nodded your head maybe you have you know family that have been in the Air Force maybe you've experienced exactly what I'm talking about and you know but if you don't you know there's one base one Air Force base in the United States in San Antonio where they've always done basic training it hasn't been many places it's always at this base in San Antonio and every week there's about 700, there's about 700 airmen, young men and women who graduate from basic training from what we would call boot camp and their families come and you go onto the base and, and there's this place and it's, it's like, think of like a baseball field, um, how a baseball field has like, like stands all around the infield, you know, but it's not grass, this area is all um, concrete. And it's just this massive concrete, but again, it's like a field, but it's concrete with these stands around it. And we get there as early as we can because we want a good place in these stands so that we can see our son when he comes in. And our friends had told us, and they said, here's what's going to happen. Right about as the sun is coming up, she said, all of the, all of the airmen in their, in their particular squadrons, they're going to come running through. And they're going to be in their, in their physical training gear, which is shorts and a t-shirt. And they're going to come running through. And they're in their groups. And they'll have a flag. So know what color is your son's squadron. Know what color their flag is. And you'll be able to see them. And, and they're going to come. And they're going to run through. And then they're going to go. And then, and then that'll be your first opportunity to see your son. And then later, they're going to be dressed in their, in their, you know, in their military gear. And they'll come back in. So we're waiting. And you know, sure enough, the sun is about to come up. And we can hear off in a distance, you hear like the military, you hear the chants. And you hear the cadence and they're, and they're, and they're, they're singing or chanting, whatever it is. But we know that they're coming. And we want to look for our son. And we're like, okay, 700 people are going to come by. Now our son, he's going to be that, that six foot white kid with his hair all shaved off. That's, that's going to be our son. But you know what's amazing? When our son came by, we picked him out in an instant. It wasn't even difficult. That's our boy. Because again, you know the love a parent has for a child. You'd be able to do the same. So they come by, and we're screaming at the top of our lungs, Brad, Brad. We just wanted to know there's somebody who loves him is here and they they run by he can't look you know they're not in little league anymore he can't turn and they can't do that but we scream we yell and they run by and then they leave and janet and i are embracing. we're crying i get emotional now just thinking about seven years ago i still just get so emotional and we're hugging we saw our boy we saw our boy why are we so emotional why do i get friends all of this is it's about the love the parent has for a child a little bit later all of the airmen come in they've got on their you know their suits they've got on their dress gear and they come in and they march in formations and again we we pick our son out he's way over there and and they go through the the ceremonies they go through the routines they do and and then this is what happens. And, and in these stands, I kind of told you, I mean, it's just packed and it's just filled with families, moms and dads and siblings and maybe wives or who knows, husbands, whatever it is around there, because you've got all these young men and women in the, in, in the Air Force. And then they go through all of it, and then they tell us this. And, and the airmen, they're, they're standing, you know, on at attention. They're standing there formally. And they tell the families that we're able to to go and, 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 to, and to see our kids. And and I'm probably not describing this well, but it's in, here's here's what the tradition is. They have to stand at attention. They're not able to break that. And then when the families come down and you go to your, your loved one and then you touch them, and they call it like you tap them out, you know, but when you touch and whatever, that's when they're able to come away from attention and, And and break that and and be with you. And so when when they tell us, you know, families, you can whatever it was that they told us, we, you you know, you're trying not to knock other people down. It's like a stampede coming out. You think they'd find a better way because it's got to be dangerous. Everyone's just like on top of each other and they're going down. Me and my wife, we're like, you know, no, I don't want to tell you we're trying. We're knocking people. We, We we didn't do that. We're 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 minding our manners. But we get down. And we go through, and our, our, our son is in at attention. But we don't tap him out. We hug him out. We grab him and embrace him. We hug, and he hugs us back. And we stand there, and we cry. We just cry. And in my mind, that moment is forever burned in my mind. And I think that's the kind of reunion in the prodigal son where the the father is just weeping uncontrollably because his son has come home. Now, the son in this parable, I'm sure he's weeping, but he's got this probably shame and guilt. I don't deserve any of this. He probably thought, you know, is dad going to be Furious at me. What is the kind of? But he has no understanding that a parent's love, how deep and unconditional that really is, right? Um, friends, if if there's if there's anything, I think today that we just need to experience. It's to remember how much that God loves you. I, I, I think at church sometimes, we often hear in the type of sermons we preach, or this is what God wants from you. God wants this. Here's your response. Here's, here's what God wants you to do. Here's how he wants you to serve. And all of those things are, are true. All of those are fine. But every once in a while, I just think we need to be reminded sometimes what god wants from you is is just to feel his love and 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 we need to just experience and be embraced by the lord himself why, why were we even created so that god could love us and so that we could love him so today um Like I said, this preaching, I didn't come with this planned or prepared, so it's kind of like, hey, thanks for letting me share with you and just tell you a story, okay? But I just had a feeling that maybe somebody needed to be reminded today that you are loved. God loves you so deeply, so unconditionally. It doesn't matter what you personally feel. It doesn't matter what you think. You can never get away from this truth and the reality that God loves you. Would you bow your heads with me this morning? And I'd like to pray for you, and then and then um, we're going to take communion this morning. But let's just take a moment this morning, and in the quietness of this sanctuary, this beautiful place to be together. Um. Would you open your heart and would you open your soul and just allow the the Spirit of God to embrace you this morning and love you? oh, God, you're a good, good father. It's who you are. It's who you are. And I'm loved by you. Lord, in the busyness of life and in times where it feels like we're we're judged, other times it feels like we're just not worthy, we just need to feel your embrace and your love this morning. So God, thank you for your spirit. Thank you for, for what you have done for us. Your word tells us that while we were enemies against you, while we were sinners, you sent your son, Jesus, to die for us because you love us. For, for God so loved the world, for, for you so loved us that you sent Jesus, your only begotten son, to give his life for us. Thank you, God. And Remind us over and over how precious we are in your sight and how much you love us and how much you care about us. Encourage us in that love today. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. As you came in this morning, um, there were the the cups for communion. And, um, you know, it's good we're doing this this morning. And what a greater, um, what a wonderful way for God to demonstrate or to remind us over and over how much he loves us. If you'd uh, take the, the bread, the wafer that was on the top. This is the body of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, which was broken for us. It was broken for us because he loved us. Would you take and eat this in remembrance of him? Then if you'd peel back the the top of the cup that's always a little bit of a (laughs) challenge isn't it like I want to open it but I don't want to spill it all over everything The juice represents the blood of of Jesus. The Bible tells us that without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sins. And Jesus, his blood was shed so that we could be forgiven, so that we could have a relationship with God the Father, that our sins could be forgiven. Jesus was the only sinless, once and for all sacrifice for our sins. Take and drink this and remember that our sins are forgiven. Jesus, once again, we thank you for your love. We thank you for who you are and what you have done for us. You are good to us, Lord. And we, we are reminded over and over that we are your children and you are our God. We thank you for this in the name of Jesus. Amen.